Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hey there, welcome to uh, the show. Uh, <laughs> whatever. It's Tuesday. I got something with my computer and it, it stopped showing the date and time and I can't get it. Susan didn't know how to fix it. Susan! Hello? Yes. Yeah, hi. Good morning. Something on Hi. My, hi. My computer, I can't. Hi. I lost something at the top. Are you hearing me? Yeah, I do hear you. Oh, okay. Oh, what the hell I did? Are you hearing me? Yes. Why do I feel okay. like we're both having our separate kind of... Hello? Okay. Um... Jeez. So, anyway, I wanted to give the date, and I don't know what the hell it is. March 19th, right? Is that what it is? March 19th. I think so, yeah. Okay, it's a Tuesday. Just wanted to double check. Oh, God. So, um, anything sort of on your mind that you need to get, uh, you know, you want to uh, get off your chest before I get into the... Before we get started? No, I'm just... I'm just anxious because my my doggy is in my car headed back and I don't know why this time it's making me so anxious but I'm just I just feel like my heart is in that car being sent across the country and it makes me nervous and sad Susan but you I know we had this sort of like back and forth last night but this is what the fourth time that this I know. Isn't it crazy? And why and are it you didn't it bother me in the slightest. Why, why would you be anxious about that? I don't. I have no idea. Don't ask me. I don't know. And why do you I'm sound just, like you're holding uh, your nose? Why do you sound like you're holding I'm not, your nose? I'm not because my because the um, the short answer to that is the desert is in bloom. Oh, and we're learning. And, and uh, I, there is so much pollen in the air that even I, who am not allergic, but I am sleeping with my windows open because it's gorgeous. Um, I this is how I okay. woke up. I okay. think it's just there's so much stuff in the air. Well, I'm I'll so- be better in a minute. I'm, okay. Sorry, but I'm sorry you're anxious about uh, Ernie, who's uh, you know where is he now? Is he sort of like in Montana or um, where the hell is he? Well, they he woke up at a, in Albuquerque. Oh, and, really uh, and they set off about two hours ago. So they're somewhere between Albuquerque and they'll end up in Kansas. He's having a fine tonight. time. You just relax. He likes the guys he's with. Well, they, I know he keeps, they keep sending me pictures that I he know. looks just totally like, he's, like he's sitting there having a beer and having That's a good right. time with them. You sent me one of the pictures, and it's a picture of two good-looking guys in the front of the car, and in the back, smiling along with him with this grin on his face, is Ernie. I mean, why? It just looked like three happy now, guys that, on a road trip. Wasn't that the funniest smile? Yeah, it's a I funny just picture. Said so how the hell you can hang on to your anxiety? Jeez. You know, we always put it on the dogs. They have separation anxiety. Why don't you... Um, yeah. Susan, I know go, what they, yes, go I to am. the pot I, shop. Susan, what? go to the pot shop, and um, and get the stuff that. Oh, they... I got it. Can I, can I tell you a Can I tell you a funny pot shop story? Okay. 
Okay, so on Sunday, um, our cousins, uh, Ned and Barbara, were joining Mother and I for lunch. Uh-huh. And Ned has it. Ned, uh, to make everybody understand, is a man that, uh, in his prime, probably stood at about what six five. Oh no, I think he was six tall. five, six six. Yeah, he was easily six yeah. six or six seven. He's he's huge. Yeah. Okay. And just this great big black haired, you know, handsome sweet man. sweet yeah. man. But yeah. but he is now. Um, he just celebrated his 80th birthday. Right. And improbably still has a head of very, very, one could almost say unnaturally black hair. <laughs> it is improbable. I know. Felt that way about Ronald Reagan. Too. Okay. And he's a little, and he's a little stooped, but he's got this pain. So he asked me, and this is the man that's been a lawyer his whole life and very, you know, very to the letter of the law. He asked me if I would take him to a dispensary. He's heard that they have some things that might help his his pain in his shoulder. So off I go with Mom and Barbara and Ned to the dispensary. Now, yeah, guys, you yeah. have to. You, you can't imagine the picture. This, this, I got the picture in my head. So you have a, you know, Mom's been there before. Mom's been there before. They thought she was cute. Was she? Yeah, she was one of the older people to ever this is, show up in the shop. Uh, right. right, and 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 this is and this is actually a different shop from the one you were in. It's oh, around okay. the corner. It's larger, and it is run by the sweetest Jewish um, uh, gay man named Josh. And Josh, so mother mother doesn't come in right away. I mentioned to Josh that my mother is out in 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 Ned's car, and Josh goes running out there and and yells at mother to get her tuchus out of the car, and <laughs> offers her his arm and walks her into the dispensary. I'll tell you. Meanwhile, I service. say to him, "This is really this is my service. cousin Ned." Yeah. Yeah, this is my cousin Ned. He's eighty years old. Ned, Barbara starts, you know, gasps and said, "Why did you tell him that?" And I said, "Because this is a medical consult, and he needs to know that this man is eighty years old. That's part of the equation." And she went, "Oh." <laughs> and then Josh looks at me, and with this perfectly straight face, he says, "And how would I know with that head of black hair?" <laughs> I was just touting his Josh's he customer his eyes service. At me. God. <laughs> anyway, he set him right up, and he wouldn't sell him anything until he tried it. So he had him sitting down, and he was rubbing all these various things on his shoulders, and suddenly one or one worked, and we got the deal done, and out he went. It was uh, it was amusing. Well, that's great. I think though you should go back, and because last time I was in there, I saw that they had. They had a uh, pot for uh, dogs, separation anxiety, and I, I think you should Oh, take yeah, it. I bought a great big bottle not of it. Not for you, not for the oh, dog. Well, I, I got the dog some, and um, I have my own anti-anxiety Oh, okay. Stuff. So, well, okay. So Ernie's on his way back to the Middle West. Ernie's, yeah, he's. 
he's on his way back to the Middle West. Well, that usually truth. means that you'll be coming back pretty soon, too. So I'm get, Yeah, there's, uh, we only have one more time that I have to wake up in the dark. And uh, although I, it, this is easier without the dog because I am not trying to tiptoe around without waking him up. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, good. Okay, well, y- listen, Susan, we've blown a quarter of the show on. Uh, cool, that's perfect. That we don't have to talk about all this other stuff. Well, actually, it's not a quarter of the show, but it's a little. It's a little bit of it. Hey, I was just uh, reading in uh, the the local paper, which I was reading online that um, the White House, I'm just really surprised by this, the White House, I'm not surprised, but the White House expects, says here, the White House, the lawyers for the White House expect to have, expect to see the Mueller report before it goes up to Congress. And I'm thinking, oh, and they want to redact it. Well, they don't want to redact. They want to claim executive privilege, which is essentially the same as uh, redaction, I suppose. They want to say, "Oh no, oh no, you can't." And what I want to know is, since it's the White House that is the focus of the special counsel's probe, how the hell would you let the person? an entity that is the focus of the report have the first, you know, go around with it to say, oh, no, that's not going. I mean, I that just strikes me as outrageous. Well, let I mean, let's but let's be of course, it's outrageous. But let's be clear. It's you can ask for whatever you want. It doesn't mean that's going to happen. Well, but look at who's in charge of the Justice Department now. I understand that it it might happen, but here's thing number two. That was thing number one. Thing number two, I do believe that the Mueller Mueller probe is going to hand over every single bit of investigative information they have to these various committees upon their request. And the White House doesn't have a damn thing to say about that. So if they have all the underlying documentation that gives rise to the issues in the report, they'll be able to come to the same conclusions themselves. I'm so unworried about any of that, and I I think that we'll know every single little bit that's in that thing. And every time they try and do, you know, cover it up and scream witch hunt, um, you know, it just, he's talking... He's not convincing you. He's not convincing me. He's only convincing, you know, those idiots in the base that will believe whatever he says. Yeah, yeah. And I'm far, honestly, I'm far more worried about this, the constant now. um, You know, it's, I warned about this months ago, but here we're going. The drumbeat of riling up those people to take up arms against the country. Right. And that's where they're going now. And and so, so you know that awful uh, Congressman King, King is Steve King is 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 doing it. Well, and, Steve, and Susan's, Trump started Susan's it talking and, about a. I don't know if he put this on Facebook or wherever. Um, he posted a uh, sort of like a cartoonish thing of of um, gl- r- r- the red states battling the blue states in a new civil war and he said to something to the effect of one side has what eight trillion bullets 
or something like that. Right. We got we got eight trillion bullets on our side. And the other side doesn't know which bathroom to use. Who do you think will win? And it's been perceived as a call for civil war um, uh, from the congressman. And I know that uh, Obama's former something, counsel or ethics chief, has uh, said I, he considers it treason. Um, I wouldn't say it's I, I consider it treason, too. It's, it's calling for armed insurrection against your own government and against your own people. And they both done it. And everybody's just trying to pretend like it doesn't really matter. And I think it really matters. Mm. Yep, yep, yep. I don't know why people think that they want all those guns in the hands of people, as many as they can get them. What is the reason that they are pushing so hard for this, if not to arm their own army? Okay. Well, and Trump tweeted out the other day, what? I have the army, I have the military, the police, and... uh, Trump bikers for Trump and he suggested that they've been you know keeping their powder dry but if they get a little bit exercised um, he said it won't be you know something like it won't be pretty I I yeah I don't know if I can control my dogs I don't know if I can control my dogs they might just break loose and what's a guy to do well yeah, th- so this will get worse because um, as his as his tsunami of uh, tweets this weekend showed, and it was a f- it, he broke his own record uh, by God knows what. T- t- he tweeted fifty times uh, this weekend, and one of the <laughs> this is our president. I mean, I and 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 the tweets were all over the place, demanding that Fox reinstate uh, Janine, Judge Janine, who uh, essentially uh, alleged that uh, people who wear... uh, If you're Muslim, it's unconstitutional. Yeah, you're unconstitutional if you're Muslim. And uh, he was squawking about, about all kinds... Let me... Actually, I have something here that helps me remember he said um oh he, he of course he does this all the time he went after saturday night live and suggested that the fcc might want to look into uh them you know cl- what is going to close down uh, we're criticizing that yeah they're going to close them down because they criticize the president yeah he and went we after, all know that's illegal he went after the deceased uh john mccain again uh, and and here's a guy who's dead and buried who's uh if you'll recall whose funeral uh the president attended uncomfortably and uh, he's now tweeting about him again and, and mentioning in parentheses that McCain last in his class at the Naval Academy. This is the president of the United States. Um, I, un, un, unbelievable. He also is 
tweeted something about Jexodus. Have you heard of that? Oh yes, I've yeah, I've heard of Jex. Yes, yes. Jexodus I just love all of these little contractions. Is this non-existent movement that uh, the president is pushing, in uh, in which uh, Jews, J, the J, are um, are supposedly leaving the Democratic Party. And uh, heading over to the Republicans, there is no indication that into anything... the bosom of the Republican Party, right? Yeah, right, right, right. Because because um, the Democrats uh, are the party of anti-Semitism, right? And and I I you know I mean I don't know I still remember which side the president was on during Charlottesville. Yeah. I seem to remember those fine people. Yeah, I, I seem to know quite clearly who's being pointed to as the party that empowers the white nationalists by white nationalists. And all I can say is it ain't the Democrats. No, most certainly is not. So he had nothing to do this weekend, and I'm not clear why he didn't, uh, you know, jet down to Mar-a-Lago and do his usual golf. But he was stuck. You know, he has Mrs. No, Yang hadn't sold his time to any whatever. Chinese businessman this weekend. He, he, he had a no spare weekend. Friends, nothing. So he's all by himself, um, and that's and he's feeling, uh, yeah, cornered a little bit, and that's. 50, over 50 tweets uh, this weekend alone. Un- and I forgot what, I- oh, and right before I got out, I, right before I walked in here, I checked my phone, and here's the most recent one. This is our president at work on a Tuesday morning. The fake news media has never, all caps, been more dishonest, capitalized, or corrupt, capitalized, than it is right now. There has never been a time like this in American history. Well, that might be the only true statement he's ever made. That's probably true. But it's not what he, and then he said what he meant by that. And then he says this, which is incomprehensible. There's never been a time like this in American history. Very exciting, but also very sad. What the fuck? What is he talking about? What's how, he talking about? How can something be exciting? It's very exciting and very sad. How? What is he talking he's about? Probably, he's brought the final four brackets. What are you talking about? <laughs> Fake news is the absolute enemy. <laughs> capitalized of the people and our country itself so he's this is only going to ratchet up and up and up and up maybe he read the new york times front page piece about um him and deutsche bank maybe that's what set him off today because i hope so well and let me tell you it's a long read, but it is, is, it's everything that we knew was already there, how he couldn't get a loan anywhere. I mean, he could get loans, I guess, from Russian plutocrats, right, tied to the Kremlin, and, but the only bank that would loan him any money was Deutsche Bank, and they saw something in it for themselves, and 
now they're scrambling and to disassociate themselves and the article goes on to say that employees at Deutsche Bank now <laughs> I love this I just... <laughs> are told do not publicly utter the word Trump as if they had nothing who they had nothing ever to do Ooh. with him right yeah not and It'll be interesting to see the part played in all of this by former Supreme Court Justice Kennedy's son, who was the guy who was sort of way up on the top of their commercial real estate uh, uh, division. And it was he who was signing off on um, all of this Trump stuff. So, uh, <laughs> there is stuff here, and, and all of this Deutsche Bank stuff, all records, memos, uh, emails, are being sent, as we speak, to, uh, to various congressional <laughs> House committees. Who are trying to Yes, they've been very forthcoming. They are the one of the ones that have been very forthcoming with their documentation. Well Yeah. It's um it could be that which is uh freaking him out because it shows uh the absurdity. It also potentially shows bank fraud. Um which is one of the reasons that uh that Michael Cohen is heading off to jail. And uh Trump and insurance fraud. Yeah, yeah, all of this. Trump apparently told the Deutsche Bank when he went in for, uh, you know, his begging for money from them, that he was worth $3 billion, that that's what, you know, was behind him, $3 billion. They, of course, not taking his word for it, uh, decided to figure out what Trump was worth on their own. And they couldn't even come up with one billion dollars. They could only come up with eight hundred or seven hundred some million dollars that he was worth. That he was no billionaire. And well, that's because he doesn't subtract the mortgages from the asset value. (laughs) Well, he says I I own three billion dollars worth of real estate he forgets to tell you that he's got 2.2 billion dollars worth of mortgages on it i know that it's just loans he's he's in debt up to his eyeballs so um telling a bank that you're trying to get money from that you're worth four times as much as you really are is that not bank fraud yeah that's sort of the definition of it okay well there there's some bank fraud. I got a feeling he's, uh, yeah, freaking uh, out. That's what my guess is. Look, you can't turn around without running into some illegality or at least deviation from the norm or, you know, not best practices from our president. Okay. Right. You can't. And, and, and. And it's just exhausting to even pretend like, okay, well, this is the thing. I mean, 400 things ago was the thing. This man should be in jail. 
He should not be sitting in the presidential office. And, you know, when he's done with his jail sentence, he should spend the rest of his life in an, in a, an insane place because he is. Here's another one. This yeah. is just ridiculous. Okay. So Ugh. he goes back to Deutsche Bank to get uh, a whole bunch of money to build his uh, uh, Trump uh, International Hotel and Tower in Chicago. And... Uh, Apparently, there were a lot of warning signs. This is where they found that he wasn't worth anywhere near what he said he was worth. Even though the bank decides that it will lend him more than $500 million for the Chicago project. And Trump personally guaranteed $40 million of it. Unfortunately, as, as, so much, as so many of Trump real estate uh, dealings uh, go, uh, it was not even totally built when the financial crisis hit, and he hadn't he hadn't rented out or he could not get condominium units, uh, you know, sold in it. The bulk of the loan was coming due, and Trump figures out a way out. This is from this New York Times report today. Listen to this. Listen to this. A provision in the loan let Mr. Trump partially off the hook in the event of an act of God or in the parlance of, I guess, legality, a force majeure? There we are, back to our... Yeah, an act. and they decided that the financial crisis was a force majeure. They decided that the financial crisis was an act of God because, listen to this, because the then... Because had, oligarchs are God. No, this is even better. The former Federal Reserve Chair, Alan Greenspan had called the financial crisis a tsunami. And I ask you, what is a tsunami if not an act of God? An act of God. So, Ergo, it's an act of God. So, Oh, one, God. Do you believe it? One of Trump's lawyers I actually... I think, therefore I am. At one of Trump's lawyers actually tells him this. We can use an act of God, the act of God clause, the tsunami. And the attorney remembers Trump responding to this idea thusly. It's brilliant. So what's the upshot? Well, it's brilliant. It, well, but you know, here's the thing: is it fraud if the bank goes along with it? Oh, I mean, the the bank knows it's not an act of God. So we've got two peoples. I think the bank is defrauding its shareholders, and Trump is defrauding the bank. But they're colluding. The two of them are colluding, and I and so I ask you this: if the bank is willingly and partnering with Trump to defraud itself is Trump guilty. There you go. I don't know. In this particular tsunami thing, uh, days before 
the loan he was supposed to pay the 40 million to the bank Trump instead sued the bank citing sure. the act sure. of God and not only sued him but sought 3 billion dollars in damages well, while you're at it yeah yeah, and, sure. So what did Deutsche Bank do? Well, because because Deutsche Bank is responsible for the act of God. Oh yeah. That, and therefore they should pay him damages. Yeah. So Deutsche Bank countersued and demanded the 40 million that Trump had personally guaranteed. Um everything goes to court and Deutsche Bank pretty much then severed ties with Trump, although they come back later after a change up at the top. This is incredible, and I don't, I, I, I didn't get through the whole thing, so I don't know. You know damn well he never paid the forty billion that he forty million that he guaranteed. Jeez. No, there's never actually any money that goes anywhere in all these transactions. <laughs> yeah, there's right. just a lot of paper that goes back and forth. Right. Isn't that something? <clears throat> God. And meanwhile, that Trump Tower sitting in the middle of Chicago on the river, you know, no one will live in it. You know, if his name is on it, no one will live in him. No, and I so don't they're think all white it's, it's mostly empty. Yeah, they're just a bunch of, of, of white white elephants wow yeah yeah incredible incredible speaking of which i saw one of those big white vans that you imagine has a woman tied up inside the other day here and <laughs> the license plate was elephant i thought that was very cute so it was a white a elephant. big white elephant i don't see uh -huh. white, white big white that I think women are tied up inside. What are you even talking about? <laughs> Whenever there's these abductions, they always show these white vans, you know, that it <laughs> turns out there were, you know, we kept everyone hostage in them forever. Did you see anyway. it? Did you see it at the dog park? I did see it at the dog park, as a matter of fact. Well, and it said, and, and the outline. The license plate was elephant. Okay, well, I don't yeah. know, because one day when we were at the dog park, I did see such a thing, but I didn't note the, um, I didn't, I, I, that's why I'm thinking, I'm thinking you saw the same one that I saw at the dog park. Someone at the dog park is a, abducting women, Susan. I think you should get on that. <laughs> well, I, I'm not going to be there anymore this year. I, well, I emerged on stage. Hey. Don't you have some responsibility here? Oh, God. Michelle Goldberg in today's New York Times did a a piece that is, like, so cringifying. And it's about Ivanka and, uh, and her lovely husband. Um, and Gary Cohn, you know, the guy who was the head of the National uh, the Economic Council, and then he left after, I think after Charlottesville, right? Couldn't take it anymore. Right, right, right. He is quoted, apparently, in a new book called Kushner, Inc., that Ivanka truly believes that she could be president. And here's the quote from the book by Cohn. 
Her father's reign in Washington is, she believes, the beginning of a great American dynasty. And this whole piece by Goldberg... Is she nuts? Yeah, well, the piece by Michelle Goldberg is... It's titled, Who Do They Think They Are? It's, yeah, they're nuts. They're all stark raving nuts. Um, There's also something where Rex Tillerson has confirmed that when he was Secretary of State, Kushner told him, you just leave Mexico to me because uh, I'll have NAFTA wrapped up by October. They're delusional, just like the father isn't that incredible yeah well that's really scary well but it makes sense well when you wonder how could they be doing this you know daily it, it, the only thing that makes sense is they've bought into the fiction and, well, and he, uh, or the, how, how else could they function okay there is a psychological phenomenon that she cites called the dunning-kruger effect And she's positing that Ivanka and Jared are absolute examples (laughs) of this effect. And the Dunning-Kruger effect is when incompetent people overestimate their abilities because they cannot grasp how much they don't know. Right. They think they're doing a fine job because they have no idea what they're supposed to be doing. None. So if you make up your own job and you do it to your satisfaction, you're quite convinced you're doing a great job. Right. And so, and so, in fact, that's exactly what a member of Trump's uh, legal team uh, quotes, uh, is quoted in the book as saying, that Ivanka and her husband, quote, have no idea how normal people perceive, understand, intuit. Uh, Privilege has been in them, has been raised to the level of near sociopathy. Sociopathy. I was just going to say, would that be sociopathy? (laughs) (laughs) because sociopathy didn't sound right (laughs) on the other hand I've never heard anyone say sociopathy I never heard the word uttered Um, yeah so I just saying God okay uh, help us Um, but clearly I mean clearly okay We we have a caller hello caller Hello, Clarence from Cannonsburg. Ah, uh, yes. What a surprise! Uh, yeah, hello, hello. Hello. <laughs> the Dunning, the, the Dunning Kruger effect saved my sanity. <laughs> How is that? The, um, you know, Facebook when you're arguing with people. Oh. And I was sitting there arguing with somebody, and then I just typed in a Google search. This was like two or three years ago. Too stupid to know that they're stupid. <laughs> 
and, and Dunning-Kruger effect came up as the first thing. And I've been using that ever since. And, I, you know, and, I, and I've written that Donald Trump was the poster child for Dunning-Kruger effect. Yeah. You know, <laughs> never thought about his family, but... Yeah, that's that 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 whole thing. Anytime I can, I'm like, oh, this is the Dunning Kruger effect. You sit there and wonder why aren't they getting this? Why aren't they getting this? And they 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 they've only gone. They can only go so far. Um, and then the opposite's true too. And I actually think you suffer from this. This is part of Dunning Kruger effect, Lynn. That you believe you're smarter than you think you are. You know what I mean? So so what you do is you kind of. Um, What's the word? Uh, project. Wait a minute. That, Wait a minute. Uh, what are you accusing me that, of? That I'm... The Dunning-Kruger effect. Not, the Dunning-Kruger effect works in both ways. There are people who so are... He says that you're underestimating your intelligence. You underestimate your intelligence. Yeah, there are people who overestimate I you just thought you were going for true. the other. Oh, really? <laughs> I, <laughs> I, just, I, I proved my, my point while she was doing it. Wait, um, that's right. I didn't even hear what you two are chortling about. What is that? What is, hey, what are you guys laughing about? I didn't hear it. <laughs> no, because you thought I was going for the other direction. You know, you underestimate yeah. your intelligence. Then, then I said... And you proved my point because you were uh, by thinking that I was going for that you were overestimating your intelligence. No, you were, but if I were as smart as you're saying I am, I would have understood what you were saying. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, most people who are really, really smart know a lot of stuff. They they project and assume that other people are getting what they're saying. You know what I mean? They, uh, they underestimate their own intelligence, and it, becomes, and it becomes frustrating. And, and half the time, people are suffering from the other end of the Dunning-Kruger effect, and they're just not going to get it. He's like, why don't they look at the facts? Look at all this evidence. I don't understand why they don't get it. And they'll never get it. Well, <laughs> one thing happen. I've clearly, clearly <laughs> seen in my life is that people, it's always people who are, frankly, not as smart as they think they are, who are always the one most assured of their brilliance. I mean that that is so mm-hmm. obvious in life. You yeah, see and, and, all and that's well, that's because smart people are aware of how much they, they don't, don't know. know. Right. And and yeah. and people on the other side of it can't even imagine that there is anything they don't know. Well, uh, my other uh, friend of mine's name is Jeff. Um, he put it this way, because, um, like I don't play music. I don't understand music. I can't read music. I enjoy music, but I know that like somebody who plays, been playing music and can read music can hear and know music better than I do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and and some people, (laughs) and, and, but some people who, you know, maybe took a lesson in piano when they were 13, (laughs) believe that you know, since they took that one piano lesson, they know just about as music about music as you know the um, the third, it's the second it. chair, <laughs> you know, of an orchestra, you know, Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra. You know, what I mean, that's kind of what's going on. If that makes, if that's a yeah. kind of a good analogy, I, I put it this way because you know, because I draw caricatures, and then I, there's other caricatures who look at me and say, 
oh, I'll never be as good as you. And I'm, I mean, I'm not as good as you. I said, yeah, but those people don't know it. All they know is that you draw better than them. <laughs> you know, and that's, and that's, you know, so. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so you and I. Today, I couldn't to, do to, that. To, to their eyes, she and I would be equals. You know what I mean? Yeah. But to her eyes, I'm better. <laughs> so. Oh, God. I, that, yeah, I, when you I, said Dunnigan Kugler, I love that. that. That thing saved my life. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's See, what no, I, when I, I read that, I went, oh. I'm not going to remember. I'm not going to remember that it's called Dunning Kruger. I'm just not. I know I'm not. But you know how you know, you know how you know how I did it. How it's the Kruger part, the the second part, Freddy Kruger, the Kruger part. You know, <laughs> from the the horror films, maybe you only know Freddy yeah, Kruger. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. But right, I, right, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, that's how I do things. You know, it's like how am I going to remember this? I thought you know Freddy Krueger. I've understood that how that works because then you have to okay so then you have to remember that your little trick is Freddy Krueger well yeah, yeah, how do you necessarily remember that I, I, I just I never understand I don't even understand the little tricks I come up with <laughs> so I'm doomed, <laughs> I'm doomed. <laughs> just give, this is funny because give, give me I have like two new doctors they have a heart, heart doctor and a you know uh, what they call it, the PCP, and they they both have Indian names. Yeah. My uh, Indi- she told me she told me to call her Doctor Wee because nobody can remember her name. I said I'll remember it. It's Doctor Wear Singer. And the way I did it was, I said I'm a singer, you're a singer, we're a singer. Doctor Rajawat, who's my heart doctor, it sounds like it sounds like. I started singing. I said, "Doctor Roger Watt, Doctor Roger Watt, what? <laughs> you know, tell me what you want, what you really, really want." I said, "Doctor Roger." Right. I got, I got his nose is can't get it out of their head when I show up. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember their names. <laughs> All right, you. Well, I, I, I'm both. I, All right. I, I'm glad you have a heart doctor, but I'm. I'm sad you need one, but I'm I'm glad you do. Did you stop smoking? Oh yeah, well, well, I, I cut down. There's the, 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 more cholesterol and um, genetics than it was anything else. So, but the, oh, it so was you figured that gives but, yeah, I cut yeah, down. No, I didn't stop smoke. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, all I need is all I need is the pills. Okay. Once I get the pills, I'm good. Huh? Okay. You're not as smart as you think you are. <laughs> okay, there's either. a pill for that. That's yeah. good. Okay. That's right. Wait, I'm as much as a smart ass as I think I am. I know that much. <laughs> Always good to hear from you, Claire. Thank you. Have a wonderful life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. too. Bye. Bye. Oh, okay. Bye. 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 Uh, Roger writes, there could be a... I du- think I'm going to remember Dunning-Kruger now. You are? Okay. Because well, in my mnemonic, I got Kruger because of his, and now Kruger uh, owes me money, so I'm going to dun Kruger, so dunning Kruger. I don't know how you run. Okay, fine. Well, then you can, when I'm trying to remember it, you can tell me. dunning Kruger. Roger writes, there could be a dynasty that Ivanka hopes for, but but with that goes our democracy. I have friends and relatives who are cops and in the military, and they share with me what their coworkers say, and it's frightening. 
Add the crazy rural and suburban gun owners to the mix and social media, and Ivanka could get her wish. Oh, come on, Roger. And then he says, can we talk about dog anxiety instead? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, God. So, Susan. Yeah, it's... It, I know. It's just scary. I know. It really it's scary and depressing. Yeah. Okay, well, speaking of scary and depressing, let me move on to an, another scary and depressing thing. I've been talking about how, you know, this this global um, right-wing, uh, right-wing, white-wing <laughs> as well, uh, white-male-wing, yeah. This terror, the great replacement is what they call it. And uh, these are the killers of today. These are the mass murderers of today. Uh, They buy into the fact that they are part of a race and a gender that is being overcome. And um, I guess this creep in New Zealand's uh, manifesto, the first sentence was, it's the birth rates. That's the first thing. That's front and center. It's the birth rates. It's the birth rates. It's the birth rates. And they think that white people are being overwhelmed, not only by immigration, but by the fact that white women are not producing enough children. So this then fuels their misogyny that white women are a big part of the problem of what's happening to white men. And everything that they're, everything that in their crazed kind of uh, worldview centers around that. It centers around that white women aren't making babies. And listen to this. This is one of the things in um, people who study this, these unbelievable cowardly creeps. For people in the white power movement, everything is framed through reproduction and gender. In their minds, In this clash of civilization, white men are in a weaker position because their women are not doing the work of reproducing. (coughs) They are saying, hey, look, Muslims got their women where they need them, and we're not doing a good job ourselves. This used to be like way <clears throat> out there on the margins, but Tucker Carlson was spouting the same kind of crap uh, in January. Uh, he opened his show with a segment that said uh, that this is one of the biggest issues facing this country, bigger than war, bigger than GDP, bigger than the collapse of families, because the major cause of that collapse was that women are now out-earning men. And get listen to what he says after that. 
this is why important science is no longer being conducted. It is why art isn't being made and comedy is dying. <clears throat> How do you even respond to that? So these same killers... Well, we all know... I mean, women aren't funny, and, uh, you know, I mean... And they can't know, be scientists. Oh, they, no, but... No. So, um... Apparently, one of the can't add or subtract. Yeah, one of the greatest recruitment tools on the internet for the, this crowd to get young men, and they start as early as boys, when boys are feeling uncomfortable uh, with women, with girls, and not sure, and maybe they get you know a girl, you know, turns them down or something. They're going after boys. And they agree that it is often the first political point of agreement that a white supremacist recruiter will find with a targeted boy. And that is that women have become a big problem. And they actually, that they're too powerful, they're not doing their jobs, which is simply to have our babies, and they're beginning to overwhelm us and that this idea is getting a real foothold these people are there's more of them than you think they buy it they believe it so the <coughs> misogyny you know we think of the, the, those things where guys drove cars and were looking for women to run over that whole crowd that incel crowd involuntarily celibate crowd they all come together with these guys, with the white supremacists as well. Women hatred, Jew hatred, black hatred, Muslim hatred, it all goes together. Jesus. You know... Susan, you've gotten very quiet. I am. I'm just thinking about it. I'm thinking about the mothers of these people. God almighty. And then, uh, in the business section of the New York Times today, there's this report, I also saw it was the Wall Street Journal did a report on it too, that um, the American Economic Association uh did a survey of all their members, and those are economists, and um, and they found that that women in economics face extraordinarily yep. high levels of sexual abuse. Right. They also found that people of color who are economists. Uh, so here we have, okay, here's another white male bastion. And it's vile when you look at the numbers. Janice Yellen, Janet Yellen, excuse me, the former uh, head of the Federal Reserve, is about to become the president of this association. And she has said that this is an unacceptable culture. And the numbers we're seeing, you know, economists deal with numbers. 
And these numbers are extraordinarily upsetting. It's, it, it's just amazing. Here's what it says. If anything, <coughs> the survey probably underestimates the problems because they were not able to reach former members. And you have to figure, they're figuring that a lot of people left the profession, that would be people of color, that would be women, after facing discrimination or harassment, uh, and so they're gone. And so you're, you're left with mostly white males hanging in because it's their world. But the stuff that was found is, is really even for, you know, we see these kinds of things, how many women in academia, how many this, that, and the other, but these numbers are, are, are really incredible. Near, nearly half of all the women, and the survey was, had a great, um, it was sent to all members, and it was a great return rate that, that exemplified the makeup of the, of the group. Um, nearly half of the women said they had a, even avoided speaking at a conference or seminar to guard against the uh, harassment that would come with that. Can you imagine? You're in a conference. Oh, no. If you go to a convention you're supposed, or a conference, and you're a woman, you're there for their pleasure, period. They don't, I mean, period. Nearly 100 of the women economists said that a colleague had sexually assaulted them. Nearly 200 said they were the victim of an attempted assault. And hundreds more said they were stalked or touched inappropriately. And so Yellen concedes that this reveals deep evidence of gender and racial discrimination in the field of economics. Just saying. Dear God. Dear God. I'm not surprised, but I'm not surprised. I'm just, you know, but, and it, 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 I, I, no, I'm, I'm sad to hear this as bad as it was you know, back in the early days when I was practicing law, but the overt sexism, uh, I mean, just overt sexism that that women practitioners would encounter from um, both clients and, uh, and, and opposing counsel, judges, yeah. uh, you know, it was constant. And, and if you don't think it's wearing, it's wearing. And when I stopped practicing, you know, just straightforward law, one of the reasons was is I was tired of it. I was tired of having, you know, of constantly having to, you know, establish that I was every bit as good as the man in the office across the hall. That that had to be the starting point, and that no, you did have to pay me even though I was a girl. And no, the judge doesn't get to, you know, put me through my paces well, in front of the opposing counsel. You know, I mean, and that all of which happened all the time. It still happens. I, there was a report recently, I think it was localized, about uh, women attorneys here uh, appearing in courts here and how often they get crap uh, that no male attorney would get. Um and even what a minefield it is for an attorney to dress 
<laughs> to get dressed, how to show themselves to be this or to be that. Because women are scrutinized in ways that men never will be. Uh, Barbara sent me this about uh, the dearth of white babies, apparently. And this is not a surprise. The nation of Hungary is going over to the dark side big time, total white nationalists in charge there. Uh, it says here, Hungary's prime minister has announced a number of measures aimed at boosting the country's birth rate and reducing immigration. He, uh, this, this, he is so horrible, this Viktor Orban. Um, he gave a State of the Union address. What's he going to do? Decree that women should no, have listen, children? You know what he's doing? If you have four He's or paying more, ba- no, pay him. If you have four he, he, or more babies, yeah, you yeah, will you, you will not have to pay income tax for the rest of your life. Well, both of those things are short-sighted. <laughs> well, also a loan program to help families with at least two children to buy homes. And every woman, woman under 40 will be eligible for a preferential loan when she first gets married. So they're buying women off uh, to right, marry right. and to uh, have children. Um, well, at least they're finally being compensated for their labor. <laughs> yeah, right. Literally. Milton writes, the birth rate argument among white nationalists is the secondary argument when it comes comes to women. The real objection is that white women are increasingly choosing to procreate with and date non-white men. This is as much about women's freedom to date outside of their race, to say nothing of women who chose same-sex relationships. This is as much ab- about availability of sexual partners as it is making babies. So these white guys can't find enough white women to stoop. That's it. Yeah, I, want, I, I wonder why. Because <laughs> they're so appealing, and they're so yeah, clearly I, so that they're so clearly in uh, comfortable with their own masculinity. I mean, they don't require like guns and rifles to feel manly or things like that. Jesus H. Oh, man. Uh, What else? Did you see this poor whale, this dead whale? Yeah, with with 90 pounds of uh, plastic in his belly. 988 to be absolutely... Or something. Uh, some yeah, well, pounds. you were rounding up. 88 pounds. They, they, they find these sea animals constantly with pounds of, of garbage in their guts. But never has anyone seen this much. Uh, this is a whale found uh, beached in the Philippines, and it was, it was dying and now dead. 88 pounds of plastic bags and other plastic products. And they had, it had been in the whale's uh, stomach so long that it had started to compact. So it was like these sort of bricks of 
And and what they did was made the whale feel full. They have no capacity to digest this stuff or expel it. So it sits in their stomachs. The whale feels full. There's not as much room for the nutrients and the food the whale really needs. And they die. He starves to death. They starve to death. And this is just another example of uh, the problem with this world of ours being us, being humans. We're just destroying everything. <laughs> I just, we are the worst. We are, without a doubt, the worst. Oh, it turns out it's, oh, oh, the 19th. Is it the 19th, did I say? Yeah, it's National Laugh Day. Yeah. National Let's Laugh Day. <laughs> so uh, Barbara wanted to thank Clarence because uh, she felt that he got us laughing because God and knows I haven't. Mm -hmm. How can we have a, what day don't you laugh? Oh, I'd die if I didn't laugh. I know. I know. I would, too. I would die if I didn't laugh. I mean, it's all we've got. Jeez. So, what do we got here? I don't know, Susan. Speaking of women, too. I don't know. Oh, it's 11. Uh -huh. It's 11.01. I don't know what time it is. I don't know what day it is. I can't get my computer. You mean we're done? Huh? We're done. We're overdone. We're, we're, we're. Okay. We're getting okay. overdone. We're, 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 we should have stuck a fork in it. Okay. That's right. I like medium rare, if not rare. I don't want You're... overdone. All right, Suze, get over your anxiety. <laughs> Relax. The dog is perfectly happy. I know. I know. I'm doing my best. Go to the dog park <laughs> and play and ask to play with some other dog, Okay. You're just no, I'm not going to the dog park. It would kill me. I'm just going to try and remember that I'm on a vacation and I don't have to walk the dog 400 times That's right. You're free. Free at last. Okay. Thank you so very much. I miss my doggy. <laughs> I know. I know. Okay, goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. And uh, I miss my doggy too, so I think I'm going to go home. Uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow, okay? Mm-hmm. Bye. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.